It was a major weekend for the Minnesota Gophers. They've got a new quarterback inbound, two players commit in Darius Taylor and Daniel Jackson back for 2024, and the bowl game was announced. We're jumping into it all today. You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here. We're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And today we have to dive into some huge news, the best weekend for Gophers football since October, and it isn't even close. We're going to dive into the new quarterback edition. We're going to dive into why it is so important that Darius Taylor and Daniel Jackson are back and then we have to talk about that bowl game matchup some quick details on the opponent and what to expect and then finally we got to talk a little bit of men's hoops what happened in that Ohio State game we're jumping into it all today so I want to get started right away be sure to subscribe over on YouTube and follow wherever you get the podcast at Locked On Golden Gophers and the, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, and every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs is helping you find the right people for your team faster and for free, and you can visit linkedin.com slash college to post about your job for free. Now, let's talk about this because Darius Taylor and Daniel Jackson both decide to return to the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And then Max Brosmer commits to Minnesota. The transfer quarterback out of New Hampshire is coming to Dinky Town. Now, this is all huge, huge news for Minnesota because both Jackson and Taylor were the best two playmakers on this offense deciding that they are returning. They are coming back. They are not ready to go anywhere else. They are locked in and ready to continue building what has been happening here at Minnesota. And those are your best two creators and playmakers. So that is massive for the Gophers in the first place. It also shows you that the collective efforts of Dinkytown athletes has been building over the years. It's been building the right way. And for diehard Gopher fans that have been investing and contributing, it truly shows that you can make a difference in the retention of our current talent and keeping them here to help the Gophers continue to build for the future. So that is definitely a positive that we're starting to see from Dinkytown athletes getting Duck Duck beer out there, getting the deal with 7th Avenue's pizza, getting the parlor burgers at the stadium, and so much more. And then the fans taking it upon themselves to go out there and drink for Darius, like what was trending on Twitter for a little while, and all of those things. And sharing your involvement in those things just helps encourage other play or other fans, other players to get involved with Dinky Town athletes and so much more. So that was a nice welcome sight. Now, on top of that, all of the negative Gopher fans out there had already chalked up Darius Taylor as leaving since like week seven, and folks had been speculating he wasn't playing because oh he was leaving. All of that noise can officially stop. It can be done because he is coming back. 
and so is Daniel Jackson. Now, both of these players are not only dynamic on the field, but they are record-setting type players for a program. I tweeted both of these things out yesterday, but Daniel Jackson is currently 11th all-time in Gophers receiving yards with 1,822 yards currently. And if he can get 38 yards in the bowl game, then he will be in the top 10 to end 2023. Now you go even further than that. If he can kick out a 1,000-yard season next season, which is possible with more accurate quarterback play throughout the season with more passing attempts, which might not be a lot, but you would hope that the Gophers will be passing the ball more, bringing in a big-time quarterback transfer. Now, if that all happens, if he can get to 1,000 yards, he can creep up on the top three territory and also potentially be right around Ron Johnson, who we have been on the post game with time after time. And I know Ron would... Definitely take on that challenge of somebody coming in and trying to challenge his spot. But overall, as long as it's helping the Gophers, it is love. So it's great to see Daniel Jackson in that category coming back for one final season with the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And then Darius Taylor was on track for 2,000 all-purpose yards with how well he played in the four games where he saw more than one touch. That is how special he can be. If you take the pace of that four games that he played, and if he was able to play it across the other eight games in the season, even just taking the average of what we saw in those four games, he would have been around 2,000 all-purpose yards, 1,750 rush yards, and 250 receiving yards. Now that is a difference-making talent. So both of those players coming back is massive for Minnesota, and it definitely contributed or was a contributing factor to the Gophers landing a new quarterback from the transfer portal. They bring in Max Brosmer and we have a quarterback moving forward into the offseason, which is a welcome sight, especially because he was ranked as about the seventh best quarterback across the transfer portal landscape by both on three and 247. So it's great to see someone like that be able to come in to Minnesota. He led the FCS in passing yards last year, as well as was second in the FCS in passing touchdowns and was a finalist for the Walter Payton Award, which is the Heisman for the FCS. CS. So dude brings a lot of talent. And I asked, I mentioned a week ago, and I talked to his quarterback, Sean McAvoy, and his quarterback, I talked to his quarterback coach, Sean McAvoy, and I asked Sean for his quick thoughts on Max and what he brings to a power five program and the improvements he's seen over the years. And we talked about this on the show last week, but I wanted to make sure for the new listeners that are like, oh, we got a new quarterback. What what should I know about him? Well, this is what you should know. His quarterback coach said Max is probably the most mechanically sound, efficient, and accurate quarterback that they have been around in the past five years. And that's saying a lot because they work with a ton of great quarterbacks like Justin Fields like Trey Lance, like Malik Willis, Sean Clifford, C.J. Stroud, who is destroying the NFL in his rookie year, and Michael Penix, who is a Davy O'Brien award-winning or award finalist, as well as potentially a Heisman finalist and going to the college football playoffs. Now, he also talked about how Max is super smart kid, super hard worker, high intangibles, and where he has developed the most over the past couple years has been developing his body, adding weight and muscle, and improving his athleticism at the position. He's always been really good from the pocket and on time and in rhythm, which is key for this Gophers offense. As we've seen over the past few years, they, they are very locked in to their system and how they do things and how they want things. And this is the type 
that you have to have. You have to have the on time. You have to be in rhythm. You have to be within the system and be able to get through quick progressions, which Sean McAvoy said is a strength of Max's. So overall, he's always been really good from the pocket, like we said, but over the past year, he's worked back from a knee injury, and then he has shown the ability to make plays both on and off platform and off schedule with his legs. The addition of the twitchiness that he has added and increased power in his throwing is noticeable from where he was a few years ago. So that's all great. That's all amazing. That's what you love to hear from your new quarterback commit to the Minnesota Gophers. But he is all Sean McAvoy also said, having worked with all of those players, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Malik Williams, Sean Clifford, CJ Stout, Michael Penix, and many more, they have seen Max work right in tandem, side by side with guys like that. And some of those guys are obviously more gifted athletically, athletically, but they have maybe some stronger arms, but Max always stands out. And him both Sean McAvoy and Quincy Avery have both been confident that he could play on Sundays. So it's extremely exciting for the Gophers fans. And the, the numbers speak for themselves. His last two years playing in the FCS with New Hampshire in 2023, it was 64% completion, 455 attempts, 3,449 yards, 29 touchdowns to six interceptions. And that wasn't a one-year thing. Because the year prior, 62.6% completion, 420 attempts, 3,154 yards, 27 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. And he played as a true freshman. He's shown major growth since that time. This quarterback could be the right one for this system, but we're going to find out. But luckily, he'll be here in January. And he'll be ready to go and he'll be getting into the, the camp and he'll be ready for spring ball working with Darius Taylor, working with Daniel Jackson. Hopefully the Gophers keep on other these other receivers too, like Lamecki Brockington, like Elijah Spencer, Kenrick Lanier, ready to step into a year two, Nuke Hayes, uh, TJ McWilliams, Christian Hoskins. This could have a lot of talent around it if we can get it to work out and the fact that he's coming here soon and can work with a young quarterback like Drake Lindsay, who also will be early enrolling in January. Look, these, this is the news you needed as Gophers fans, especially after a struggling year. Now, Max has one year of eligibility left, and the Gophers' regular season may have went out with a whipper, whimper, but this December 1st, this first weekend of December, was a major one for Minnesota in preparing for 2023. Now, speaking of 2023, it's not over. The Gophers still have a bowl matchup, and we found out who they are playing. That is what we are talking about coming up next. First, I got to talk to you about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs because when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview for. Like, look at the transfer portal. You have all of these guys that are entering their names into the transfer portal, and there are so many top-tier options to choose from, and you want to make sure you find the best one that fits your team faster and for free. That's what LinkedIn Jobs is doing for you when it comes to hiring for your small business. Now, LinkedIn Jobs isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than 1 billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates and about 86% of businesses 
get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That's why LinkedIn Jobs is helping y'all out. LinkedIn Jobs knows that small businesses may wear a ton of different habits and not have the opportunity to really have the time or resources to hire. So thankfully, LinkedIn has a process that is intuitive, quick, and easy. And they even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions and make the process easier and quicker. So post about your job for free at linkedinjobs.com slash lockdown college. That's LinkedIn jobs, or actually it's linkedin.com, excuse me, linkedin.com slash lockdown college. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown college to post about your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, Gopher Sense, let's talk about this bowl matchup because the Gophers are headed to the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. It is official. The teams have been selected, and Minnesota will be playing Bowling Green. Now, the Gophers have won the most Quick Lane Bowls in its history. They've got two wins there, looking to make it three, but it's Bowling Green, and we all, you hear that name. I remember being on this show with Tristan Spanford before we got to the Northwestern week. And I said, there's always that little thing just scratching at the back of your head that goes bowling green. And the reason that's so traumatic for us as Gophers fans is 2021 homecoming matchup where the Gophers embarrassingly lost 14 to 10 in a season where Minnesota absolutely should have been a double digit 10 win or more team again. And that loss, it really just capped off some of the pain that Gophers fans felt in their time that season, just because it was, it it felt like that was one of the lowest points for us as Gophers fans, seeing that happen, having so much hope. Now the Gophers bounced back and responded pretty well. They still weren't able to win the West, but they got to nine wins on the season. But that one, that was one that you just looked at and you were like, man, how did we let that happen? And you always just think in, in these non-conference matchups and these uh, uh, versus opponents where it seems like we should absolutely win. You always have that thing in the back of your head. Like, but I remember Bowling Green. Well, now is the time for the Gophers to try and avenge that loss. Bowling Green finished seven and five this year. And again, they're not a team to be slept on. Now, Bowling Green played Michigan this year. They lost 31 to six, but they forced three interceptions on quarterback JJ McCarthy in the number one ranked Michigan team. Now, JJ only had four interceptions on the entire season. That's right. Bowling Green forced three of his total four interceptions in the entire season. Now, on top of that, Bowling Green played another Power 5 opponent this season in Georgia Tech and actually beat Georgia Tech by 11 points. The same Georgia Tech that beat Miami, that beat North Carolina, that just tore apart the Minnesota Golden Gophers, that lost by only eight points to former number one team, Georgia in the final regular season game of the year. Bowling Green is a tough team. They're going to be a challenge for Minnesota in this bowl game, especially with the departures that Minnesota has had into the portal. And so Bowling Green is led by former Mizzou and IU quarterback and Connor Bazelak. He isn't having an amazing season, 1,700 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. So there is some opportunity to turn over and really get after this quarterback. And their lead rusher is a sophomore running back, Terrian Stewart, who had 762 rush yards and 8 touchdowns. So there's not a ton of panic when it comes to looking at their offense, but their defense is the number one thing for them, plain and simple. 
Bowling Green has a nice defense. The pass defense is 25th in the nation. Rush defense, 41st in the nation. Total defense, 29th in the nation. Scoring defense, 47th in the nation. But the things that stand out the most is turnovers and sacks. They are number one in the entire FBS. When it comes to turnovers, they have gained 27 turnovers on the season, 11 fumbles, and 16 interceptions. And in sacks, they're 18th in the nation when it comes to sacks per game, getting close to three sacks in every single outing. Now, with Minnesota not having their starting quarterback from the season on hand, it's likely going to be Cole Kramer who will be starting in this one. And honestly, it we'll see what happens with that. I think that he can maybe hold his own and he can get in there, but I know he's only had one passing attempt on the season in North Carolina, and that one passing attempt was catastrophic, being an interception that was in the absolute wrong place at the wrong time. But Cole Kramer has stepped in before. He has he has had some passing opportunities with this team in years prior where he's looked good. He looked great in the spring game last year. So possibly it's not all hope or it's a, it's not all woe is me. It's not all misery. There is a chance that we can keep it simple, keep the ball coming out quick and be able to move down the field efficiently. But with the Gophers not having a player who has played a ton of snaps for the Gophers in this current season, I expect the Gophers to likely keep the ball on the ground in this one early and often, especially if Darius Taylor is healthy enough to play. Now, the game is on December 26th, so we've got some time still. We've still got 22 days before the Gophers play in this one. And so if Darius isn't 100%, he will not play in this game. Plain and simple. Don't expect to see him out there if he is not 100, heck, 110%, then because it isn't worth the risk. You'd rather get him healthy and have him ready to jump in in January where the Gophers start their spring program or their weight, winter weightlifting and whatnot. But as I've said, regardless, the Gophers are going to have their run game involved in this one, and it is definitely an attackable facet of this Bowling Green's defense that they've shown. And on top of that, you pair the quarterback scarcity that likely we haven't had very many opportunities with the guys that will be on roster for this game on top of the fact that the running part or the running game of this defense is the weakest spot of the defense. You can definitely expect the Gophers to run the ball a lot. And I would expect this game to be a fairly low scoring game. Now we'll talk about the bowl a bit more as we get closer, but I wanted to give you a quick rundown with the bowl matchup officially locked in the quick lane bowl in Detroit, Minnesota versus Bowling Green. Now to wrap up today's show, we're talking about the Gophers basketball team. What happened in that first big 10 matchup and what needs to change. We're talking about that to wrap up today's show coming up next. First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at FanDuel because right now customers can get $150 in bonus bets for any winning $5 money line bet. And I told you last weekend, the easiest money line bet you were going to get out there, the absolute casher to get that $150 in bonus bets was Michigan taking on Iowa. And we were absolutely right there. 26 to zero. They made it happen. The money line bet just means that you have to pick a winner and they have to win. And Michigan absolutely did that. So if you did that, you won $150 in bonus bets, but you can still take the chance. If you didn't do it, you can go to fanduel.com slash locked on and place a $5 winning money line bet and you'll get $150 back in bonus bets. It's definitely something to take advantage of and you can get bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. But you pick a money line winner 
over at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, and you are getting $150 in bonus bets with a $5 winning Moneyline bet. Definitely head on over. Check it on out at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, so let's talk about this basketball game because the Gophers played Ohio State. They faced a former player in Jamison Battle who got off to a hot start, kind of cooled down in the middle, and then got going again. And Jamison Battle helped lead the way, or he was second on the team in scoring for Ohio State to take down Minnesota in what ended up being a 10-point loss. And so the Gophers lose that one 84-74. At halftime, though, it was 42 to 28 in favor of Ohio State. So Minnesota was suffering from a lot in that first half. They had poor shots. They were getting ugly shots, quick shots, firing them up very early into the shot clock. And then on top of that, they were having lackadaisical defense. It didn't look like the effort was there. And the turnovers were out of control. Now, the Gophers team has been plagued by turnovers all season so far. 14 turnovers per game is the average, and they are the most turnovers in the entire Big Ten right now when it comes to turnovers per game. And it showed itself. It reared its ugly head right away in this one. Nine turnovers in the first half, and it just looked like the Gophers were not there to play. We are seeing issues we've seen for the past few years, and that is not what you want. But they come out in the second half, and this team ran through Dawson Garcia, plain and simple. Dawson Garcia was this team in the second half. He started off two for eight for eight points and four for four at the free throw line in half number one. And then he comes out in the second half and Garcia went on to score 28 points in the second half on 10 of 17 shooting and eight for 10 from the free throw line. The only other two gophers that attempted more than two shot attempts in the second half were Elijah Hawkins, who went one for four, five points, two for two from the free throw line, and Cam Christie, who went four for five from the floor, nine points total, and then he had Garcia. Now, the Gophers have to figure out things, have to figure out this turnovers issue, because although they slowed him down in the second half, only having four turnovers in the second half, nine in the first half is too many, too quick, and on top of that, you're just shooting yourself in the foot to start off a game where you can't afford to shoot yourself in the foot and be playing from behind the entirety of the game. Now, the Gophers have to figure out that turnovers issue. But on top of that, they have to be able to shake things off and get started quicker. Because last night, it started down, I believe they were down 12-2 to or 14-2 to at some point. And you just can't start games off that way. And the starting lineup has not been convincing. They had one or two games where it was like, okay, yeah, this works. Outside of those games, it's been rough. It's been tough sledding. Now, Carrington had his worst game probably yesterday. A rough go on that one. Defensively, he was all over the place, which is typically not normal for him, being probably the best defender of the Gophers, uh, perimeter defenders, or even as a guard defender. But he had zero shot attempts yesterday, two turnovers, three fouls, and was by far a team low of a minus 18 in a plus minus. Now, he's going to look to shake that one off, of course, versus Nebraska at home on Wednesday, but Minnesota has struggled in both of their road matchups so far this season, falling into old bad habits that we've seen over the past two years. And on top of that, the energy has been flat. So the one positive that you can take away from this one is Dawson Garcia taking on the mantle and being more aggressive and getting to the line. And Cam Christie also has continued to be a positive player in the pull-up mid-range game, getting square to the basket and knocking down shots. Now him Cam Christie, Pharrell Payne, and Dawson Garcia. 
they all have moments where you're like, oh, this dude is legit. This guy can hoop. This guy is here. And that's what you need to possibly get more involved into your offense, get Payne more involved, get Christie more involved. It's time to shake up this starting lineup because starting on droughts and into holes and digging quick gaps for yourself is too hard and the Gophers can't continue to play catch up in every game against bigger opponents as they get into the Big Ten season because that's not something they can overcome on a nightly basis. So maybe you need to shake it up. Maybe you need to get Elijah Hawkins in there with Cam Christie to start and then JOJ Payne and Dawson are in that front card. Maybe we try out a starting lineup like that, getting your best talent on the floor to put you in a great position from jump. And then you have a guy like Carrington coming off the bench and be a lockdown defender and be a rebounding contributor and help get the ball back into these players' hands and then be a spot-up three-pointer and be able to knock down shots in clutch positions while different starters get rest. On top of that, you have energy guys like Parker Fox, like Isaiah Enan to get the team fired back up, to have have momentous plays to keep the team fired up and sparked up after starters have to go to the bench. And then finally, you have Michael Mitch, Mike Mitchell Jr., who I think could be a spark plug as a scorer off the bench, but he's a guy who could step into a larger scoring role as maybe one of the first guys off the bench to spark some scoring, to get some pull-up three-pointers, to uh, maybe run more of a pick-and-roll effort because we haven't seen too much of that from Mike Mitchell Jr., solely from Elijah Hawkins. So something has to change for this Gophers team, or we are going to find much of the same results we've seen for the past two years when it comes to Big Ten play. And that is not something that I think Coach Ben Johnson can survive for a third year in a row. So they're going to have to figure it out, or there are going to be massive shakeups this offseason. They'll have their next shot to do that at home this weekend versus, or not this weekend, this week versus Nebraska on Wednesday. I hope to see y'all there. But until then, we are wrapping this one up. So we're going to talk tomorrow about portal priority players for Minnesota football team, maybe a secondary quarterback to consider from the transfer portal to build up that quarterback room once again, and any unforeseen departures that might come from today as the transfer portal gets into full swing. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. I'll see you then. Roll the boat, Sky. Sky Yumako Gophers. And as always, don't forget to subscribe.